The plot so far. Pip Stimberline, a man so stunning the police could use him instead of guns. Left... <laughs> Oh, thank you. A little bit late, but thanks. I appreciate appreciate its arrival eventually. No, I'm just I didn't get it. It's like your your laugh was delivered by Royal Mail then. It's like much later than it should have been. See that joke, mate. It was like, I got that one a lot quicker. Yeah, that that joke was FedExed. Yeah. It is. All right. <clears throat> Pip Stimberline, a man so stunning the police could use him instead of guns, uh, left his home on Epsilon Eridani B to try and find some people dumb enough to worship him. Unfortunately, on his way to a primitive planet called Earth, mm. his own future self came out of a time hole and murdered him with a sigh, <laughs> causing a paradoxical self-cancelling reality loop that blew a bumhole in the universe. <laughs> Sorry, that, that used to say that blew a hole in the universe, and then I added bum this morning to Good. make it into a joke. Meanwhile, Gret Binchleaf, a man so ugly he once lost a beauty contest against a bowl of maggots and sick... <laughs> fell through the universe bumhole <laughs> to a planet called Heart. There, he found a tribe of people with birthmarks on their heads that spelled out the way they would die. In English. But <laughs> let's not worry about that, because Gret's been bombing around space talking to aliens in English for a while now, so he's probably got a magic chip in his head or something. Whatevs. Just because we haven't bothered to invent some stupid machine that makes everyone speak the same language doesn't make this any more bollocks than Star Trek or Doctor Who. So <laughs> stop complaining, you twits. Yeah. Anyway, Gret Binchleaf, a man so stupid, he huh? once accidentally married his own dog. <laughs> <laughs> then couldn't work out why his wife spent so much time... Wagging her tail. <laughs> <laughs> or why the only sexual position she liked was <laughs> rubbing against Gret's leg with her penis. <laughs> rubbing against Gret's leg with her penis, Gret arrived on the planet Heart and got straight down to fucking an alien. <laughs> In this case, a bikini wearing voluptua called Bitten by a Pig. Then he met the other villagers, including at home in bed and sat on by Gret Binchleaf, a man who believed he would never die, there being no such thing as a Gret Binchleaf. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Pope Mordecai Stimberline, a man so skeletony he once won a skeleton competition against Skeletor, <laughs> turned up and killed at home in bed, but only after his head destiny changed. So instead of at home in bed, it said head cut off by Stimberline. Will Pope Stimberline murder everyone? <laughs> Will Gret Binchleaf sit on everyone? Will Bitten by a Pig get bitten by a pig? There's only two ways to find out, and both of them are by listening to Gret Binchleaf and the Adventure of the Complicated Head, Chapter 9, Heart Attack. The Continuing Adventures of Gret Binchleaf, the soft-boiled private dick with a crippling fear of pies. Pope Stimberline raised his scythe again and the villagers tried to hide behind chairs, under a table one of them put a lampshade on his head and pretended to be a lamp <laughs> no, okay, I thought that was hilarious how <laughs> did you? <laughs> put a lampshade on his head, like he's hiding from a scary skeleton he puts a lampshade <laughs> on his head, uh, brilliant okay <laughs> I am Stimberline the terrifying, <laughs> the terrifying skeleton said Say goodbye to your heads. The villagers trembled and tried not to notice that everyone's head name had changed. 
feel my stimble scythe, shouted Stimbeline, and neatly cut the head off of head cut off by Stimbeline. <laughs> then he cut the head off of head cut off by Stimbeline, and head cut off by Stimbeline. Then he surprised everyone by spinning around, crouching down, and cutting the head off of head cut off by Stimbeline. He's behead dead, shouted Greg Binchleaf. <laughs> He's decapitate dead. <laughs> He's heading in a deadly direction. <laughs> he won't be getting a job as a headmaster <laughs> because he's dead. <laughs> Help us, dog child, said Bitten by a Pig. Hers was the only name that hadn't changed. Perhaps because she'd had the wisdom to hide behind Gret Binchleaf. <laughs> He'll kill us all. Gret looked down at Bitten by a Pig, this beautiful, bikini-wearing space alien who he'd had proper sex with just after she'd washed a load of his shit out of her hair. <laughs> he gazed hardonnily at her sultry brown eyes, at the sharp contours of her neck, at the two gigantic horns growing out of her head. <laughs> you didn't describe her, so I thought I would. Gret had never done it with a woman who had horns before. Usually, he insisted on being the one with the horn, although his wasn't coming out of his head. And it was made of penis. If bitten by a pig had two erect penises growing out of her skull, thought Gret, well, then, well. <laughs> Gret wondered if there was a planet where the women had erect penises growing out of their heads and felt an eager stirring in his nosage sausage. <laughs> so, right, I thought of nosage sausage, right, because I thought of the word sausage and then I thought, but it's not a sausage, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a nosage sausage, that's where that came from. It's good. Do something, dog child, said Bitten by a Pig, as Stimbeline cut the head off of Head Cut Off by Stimbeline and rounded on Head Cut Off by Stimbeline. Yeah, um, I'm just formulating a plan, <laughs> Gret lied. It's a tricky situation and I, I might have to go and think about it under a tree somewhere quite far away. <laughs> hey, buddy, said a voice from the hut's entrance. You better stop murdering those chickens. Gret looked around and saw Pip Stimberline holding a scythe identical to that of Pope Stimberline, his older self, Whoa. and destiny. What? They're not chickens, Pip, said Gret. They're people. Well, hey, that's even worse, <laughs> said Pip, and swiftly chopped Pope Stimberline's skull off. What? He's decapitated, shouted <laughs> Gret. A cheer went up from the villagers, and Pip chopped off some more of the skeleton's limbs and set fire to them, just to be sure. <laughs> Your head name has changed, said Saturn by Gret Binchleaf. So was yours, said Saturn by Gret Binchleaf. <laughs> what about mine? Is it different? asked Saturn by Gret Binchleaf, taking the lampshade off his head. <laughs> it was soon established that all the villagers' names had changed, and as there was no such thing as a Gret Binchleaf, they would all surely live forever. The villagers laughed and hugged and stroked each other's faces with joy. Only bitten by a pig did not join in, because only bitten by a pig had kept the death name she'd always had. Only bitten by a pig would still have to look at her terrible fate every morning as she brushed her teeth and polished her horns. <laughs> and stroked her pig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank goodness that's over, said Saturn by Gretbinchleaf. I'll tell you what, if I see one more spooky living skeleton, I'll start crying milk. What are you talking about, you alien wazzock? It's what Hartions do when we're really particularly scared, explained Bitten by a Pig. We cry milk. <laughs> that sounds disgusting, said Gret. 
But I don't suppose any more spooky living skeletons will turn up, so Hmm. at least I won't have to witness it. (laughs) Four seconds later, another spooky living skeleton (laughs) turned up. (laughs) All the light and hope and cake seem to drain from the universe, (laughs) to be replaced with emptiness, misery and lack of cake. Mm. An enormous skeleton stood before them, twice the height of Stimberline, with black feathered wings spreading ten metres each side of its body. The empty eye sockets seemed to stare into the very pits of Gret's soul. Or his soul pits, as Gret liked to call them. And did. He's staring into my soul pits! (laughs) The villagers didn't respond. The towering skeleton had brain-bummed them into silence. Except for sat on by Gret Binchleaf who was crying milk. (laughs) Are you? Gret stammered. Are you? I am the angel of death, the destination of all paths. I am the unavoidable conclusion. Oh, said Gret. I was going to ask if you're a big spooky crow. (laughs) I am not a big spooky crow. (laughs) I am the grim reaper. Am I dead? Again? Not yet. But we're going to fix that, aren't we, Pip? Gret turned to see Pip Stimberline advancing on him, scythe raised. Oh, no. But Pip, Gret whimpered, I thought we were friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy, said Pip. The spooky crow said that if I kill you and my future self, he'll make me immortal. Ooh. He promised to make you immortal if you <laughs> killed your future self. That's right, fella. He... Hey, wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. (laughs) Get on with it, shouted Death. You promised you'd kill this greasy balloon full of shit. (laughs) Steady on, Death, said Gret, who hadn't been full of shit since Professor Doctor Who gave him that experimental surgery. (laughs) Why don't you kill me yourself if you're in such a rush? Pip and I have a deal. Why have you got such a feather up your bum about me, you skinless twit? (laughs) When other people die, they stay dead. You keep coming back. It's not my fault. People keep resurrecting me. You made me a laughing stock. The other angels think I can't do my job properly. The angel of light has no problem shoving the sun up in the morning. The angel of dogs knows how to keep tails wagging. The angel of bread knows how to make sure bread still exists. (laughs) But the angel of death can't even stop a crap detective with a lower IQ than his own pants from coming back to life. Over and over again. How do you know? The IQ of my pants. (laughs) (laughs) Great ask. I know everything about you, Gret. I've been following you for decades, waiting for that bloated heart of yours to give out, doing everything I could to help you on your way. I think I've noticed a big skeleton with wings following me about, said Gret, who wouldn't have. (laughs) I wore a disguise, said Death, and with a wave of his bony hand, his face became human, female, 
and beautiful. Look upon me, Gret, and understand. Look upon me and remember the face of your destroyer. Look upon me and know my true name, the Angel of Heaven, the Collector of Souls. It is I, Grant Pinchloaf. <laughs> Who? said Gret. <laughs> <laughs> I was your second in command for 19 years. I think I'd remember a name as stupid as Grant Pinchloaf. <laughs> Do you not remember the school where I tried to convince you that I was your abandoned child in the hope that the guilt would drive you to suicide? Hey, in my line of work, you have to abandon a lot of kids. Sometimes in space. Or when I haunted you as a spooky ghost head that your heart might give way under the shock. I mean, a lot of ghost heads. You can't expect me to remember them all. Huh? I helped you get the Victorian spacecraft working, certain that your incompetence would lead to a fatal accident. Then I deliberately flew us into space crocodile territory <laughs> in the hope that one of them would eat you. One of them did! <laughs> but you survived! You survived getting eaten by a crocodile! It did eat one of my legs, though, said Gret then noticed his actual leg lying on the floor where Stimberlina dropped it. Brilliant, said Gret, then picked it up and screwed it back on. Mm -hmm. That's a relief. <laughs> Don't you remember what we did together? Death growled. After you gave me this female body. After you made me hot and also boobered. Mm. I made the ultimate sacrifice. I rogered you hard enough to kill a rhinoceros. We did it for 17 hours one time. You didn't even break for dinner. You just told me to carry on while Wally Cocklemouth fed you tapas. <laughs> well, you seem to be enjoying it. I didn't want to interrupt. Kill him, Pip, said Death Pinchloaf, the Grant Reaper. <laughs> Kill him, and I will make you into a god, as you've always desired. But not an immortal god, said Pip. No one's immortal, no one! Well, except Inuku, the god of making crabs go big. But he doesn't count! What's the point in being immortal if all you ever do is make crabs go big? <laughs> so you did... Lie to me. Oh, stop complaining. Kill Gret Binchleaf and I'll give you everything you ever dreamed of. Kill him. Slice him up with my scythe. Not even Gret, back from the dead, Binchleaf can survive that. My scythe will kill anything. I killed a rock with it once. <laughs> Another time, I dropped it on the floor and accidentally killed my house. <laughs> now do it. I guess I don't have much choice, said Pip then swung the scythe around and neatly sliced the Grim Reaper in two. Much, much later, after many hours of feasting and dancing, the villagers had all fallen into a contented sleep, and Gret and Pip were sat by the dying fire, gazing up at the stars and contemplating the day's events. Here's what I don't understand, said Gret, holding out his hand to count on his fingers. One... Everything that's happened until now. <laughs> Gret put his hands down and looked at Pip expectantly. <laughs> Don't look at me, buddy. I'm a chicken farmer, not have all the answers, man. Like, I kill death, but we know people can still die because you sat on those three guys earlier. <laughs> yeah, said Gret, looking at the three flat ghosts, still glaring at him from the other side of the fire. 
I think you might have created ghosts, though. <laughs> hey, you know how, in some societies, if you kill the king, you become the new king. Yeah, what about it? What if the universe works like that? What are you wazzocking on about? Pip held up his right hand, and Gret saw that it had no skin or flesh on it. It was sticking out of his peeling wrist like a banana, but a hand-shaped banana, which was made of skeleton. I guess this explains what happened to future me. I killed Death. Now I have to become him. Uh... Jeez, Gret, I'm a young, handsome guy. I don't want to be a spooky skeleton. We just need to get some embalming fluid on you. <laughs> or vinegar or something. That'll stop your flesh falling off. We'll sort it out when we get home. Talking of which, I think you said something about giving me a lift back to Earth in your spaceship? What are you talking about, fella? said Pip. This is Earth. Do what, pardon, how's your father? <laughs> said Gret. Uh... Bitten by a pig said that this planet is called Heart. And what do you get if you... Rearrange the letters in the word heart. Um, E-Rath. No, hang on. Re-Hat. No, Gret, it's Earth. Just those dumb villagers can't spell. So, they're humans. No, they're another race. My spaceship computer said there's four intelligent species on this planet. Dolphins! <laughs> <laughs> Monkey forms. <laughs> Monkey forms. <laughs> Humans and hardions. So why don't hardions exist in the future where I come from? Gret looked around at the identical heads, all bearing the words, sat on by Gret Binchleaf, except one. The beautiful, bitten by a pig, who was over by the trees, being sick. Gret hoped he hadn't given her any future germs when they'd done sex earlier. He'd made a point of wearing protection, as he always did when he fucked a new species, but there were other ways to contract diseases. There had been one moment, for example, he'd been so overcome with passion, so lost in lust, that he'd actually bitten her. <laughs> Alright, so um, before that bit of speech, Gret asks, so why don't Hartions exist in the future where I come from? And then Pip is answering... Something big must happen, like with the dinosaurs. Some enormous thing comes from outer space and wipes them all out. Like in Gret Binchley from the attack of the giant space quiche. <laughs> that was a particularly scary adventure. You can give it a fancy French name and leave the top off, but I know an egg pie when I see one <laughs> coming from space and trying to kill me. Yeah. It's like my dear old Grandma Leaf used to say before... <laughs> Before she took all that heroin and died. If it looks like a pie and barks like a pie, then someone's probably cooked your dog. Gret waited. Pip had negged him on stories before. But Gret had decided to give him a second chance. Surely he'd want to know more about the space quiche, especially now they were BFFs. <laughs> I'm not going to become that skeleton guy, said Pip, who hadn't been paying attention at all, the bony-handed pillock. I won't kill anyone. I won't travel back in time and I won't get murdered by me. What will you do? <laughs> I'll become king of this planet or emperor or whatever they have here and I'll be a good guy, a benevolent leader who's a skeleton. <laughs> I won't be a skeleton. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll pickle my head if necessary and I'll teach these people to be good, to be kind and... Humble, not to lose their heads over stuff that doesn't matter. I'll be the greatest, most 
handsome leader this planet will ever know. What am I supposed to do while you take over the world? Why don't you... Why don't you help me, Gret? You could be my number two. Gret frowned and scratched one of his chins. He had a niggling feeling that he ought to say no. Like, maybe there was some reason why helping Pip Stimberline gain power would be a bad thing. I can teach you how to do magic, said Pip. Real, powerful, space magic. So you can have whatever you want. Yeah, all right, said Gret. (laughs) Yeah. But before we take over the world, how about a nice bedtime story? (laughs) Gret reached into his satchel and pulled out a folder. Sure thing, buddy, said Pip. It's called Gret Binchleaf and the Adventure of the -the Glow-in-the-Dark Chickens, said Gret. (laughs) It's my longest adventure to date. (laughs) If Pip wasn't going to ask about Gret's adventures, he'd bloody well read one to him and force the space testicle to pay attention to every bleeding word. In a boring house, Gret began... In the middle of a boring town lived a bored little girl called Henrietta, who had absolutely nothing to do and all day long to do it. Is death really dead? Can death die? And if death can die, can death de-die? What was that Pip said at the end about teaching Gret real magic? Does that mean part three of this book will shift from sci-fi into fantasy and have all dragons in it and stuff? Yeah. Find out in the next chapter of Gret Binchleaf and the Adventure of the Complicated Head. Continuing adventures of Gret Binchleaf, the soft-boiled private dick with a crippling fear of pies. Hello everybody and welcome to Gret Binchleaf Private Eye. It's Gret Binchleaf and the Adventure of the Complicated Head, Chapter 10 by Howard Long. Are you ready? Are you ready, Howard? I was brecked ready. Let's do it then. The plot so far. A series of perfectly sensible and cohesive events have left Gret Binchleaf <laughs> good, good. stranded in the year 1327. Will he discover who has been turning people into books? Is that the whole plot so far? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And also, Did you need more? No, no, no. I mean, cause we just That's what happened. Okay, fair I've enough. said a series of sensible and cohesive <laughs> events. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that because that, that, now that's canon. <laughs> right? And anyone who says uh, it's not cohesive, yeah. anyone, who says, anyone who says it doesn't glue together mm. is, uh, is wrong. Will he discover who has been turning people into books? <laughs> Will he find really... Susan cheese in a bag? <laughs> oh, no. I really hope not. Will a crab go big? <laughs> Yes! Yes, all these things will happen! Oh, no. Not. <laughs> it's like the 80s, brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Now on. Gret Binchleaf and the Adventure of the Complicated Head. Excellent. Yes. In the utopia of Stimbleland, under the benign reign of Pope Stimberline, everyone was happy, yeah. friendly, and owned a head. <laughs> Owned one, like a pet. Mm. <laughs> like, uh, dragged it around like a dog on a Yeah, because after he's cut them off. He lets them keep them. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot better than how he used to be. Yeah, Yeah. okay. Yeah, put them on skateboards. and then Yeah, pull them along. Yeah. Brilliant. Although they are kind of, heads are kind of like wheels, aren't they? You know, someone had invented <laughs> wheels. Your head might be like a well, wheel. Well, they're round. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Heads are almost indistinguishable from wheels. Wheels, Sometimes when someone drives their car along the street, I'm like, where are those four heads going? Why are you driving those four heads around? No, the whole head, not just the forehead. (laughs) 
That wouldn't. You couldn't just use someone's forehead to drive a car. No, no. That yeah. wouldn't work, would that it? wouldn't work, would it? No, you're absolutely right. You, you've, See, you've what I've done there Im- is I've noticed that forehead <laughs> sounds like <laughs> yeah, forehead. Yeah. And, and you've made an important point as well mm. at the same time that you can't just drive a forehead around. No. <laughs> Since crime was non-existent, what with everyone being well off and wanting for nothing... Wow. Especially heads... <laughs> Grip Binchleaves medieval detective agency had only been called upon to undertake six cases. Grip Binchleaf and the adventure of the missing keys, ooh, I left them in the fridge, what am I like? <laughs> Grip Binchleaf and the adventure of the missing spectacles that are on your head, love. <laughs> and Grip Binchleaf and the adventure of the slightly wet dog <laughs> had all been resolved with minimal effort. And in one case, a towel. <laughs> Grep Benchleaf and the adventure of the mobility scooter had required very little legwork. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this this one's good. <laughs> Thanks for flagging that up for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd hate not to notice that it was good yeah, after no, you told it, and then I went, "Oh, that was rubbish." And you're like, "No, no, that was good." No, like, it's, oh, it's, sorry. It's, sorry. A, it's a difficult one. It's, a, it's, it's, it's actually quite a complex one. This oh, one, dear. but it's okay. not. It's not. Yeah, yeah. It's just stupid. Right, I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. Grep Benchleaf and the adventure of legalizing bigamy was less of a case and more of a trip to eight different registry offices in eight different false moustaches. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So the implication being that Gret was the bigamist. Yeah, and he didn't really legalise it. It's a failed way to put false <laughs> okay. moustaches on. It was like, okay. And the sixth case had been an actual case full of cake. Just then, there was a knock at the flimsy wooden door and a serious man entered with a look of brooding all over his eyes and face. Well, 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 said Gret Benchleaf. If it isn't my arch nemony, Shadarius Funk. <laughs> um, no, said the man. It isn't. That is basically what I said. Right? <laughs> you need to pay more attention if you want to be a detective. I don't want to be a detective. So you're not here about the job? No. Good, said Gret putting away his gun. <laughs> Gret had taken out an advert in the local paper in order to find potential competition <laughs> and murder potential competition. <laughs> OK, carry on. <laughs> Mr Binchleaf, said the man who was carrying three large books under his arm. Oh, my God. My name is Professor Boys. You can call me Roger. I'm the history teacher. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow your ponies, fella. <clears throat> your name? Uh, let me get this yeah. straight. <laughs> Always rely on Gret to draw attention to a joke needlessly. <laughs> oh, let me get this straight. Your name is Roger Boys. <laughs> That's right, yes. <laughs> That, that joke. Yeah. That That's right, yes joke. <laughs> That's the best bit so far. Yeah. <laughs> And you're a teacher? That's right, yes. <laughs> the history teacher at Stimberline High. And you, Mr Binchleaf, are the only one who can help me, Roger Boys. <laughs> wow, so, I mean, it's uh, we're, kind of, we're in a kind of cyclical... Um, I mean, he's he's found himself faced with a history teacher again. Yeah. That's how the book started, right? Yep. Okay, so that's pretty exciting. But this one's called Roger Boys. Yeah. <laughs> that's and also it, pretty exciting. But your first chapter was all about like Gret, uh, Gret believing that history teachers, that's what they did as well. Oh, really? Mm. Okay. Oh, yeah, because on the train, yeah. Mm. Okay, I remember that, yeah. Mm. And okay. now he's now he's, bit, now he's being justified in, in his he's thinking. Ha- having his prejudices confirmed. Yes. But also, because this 
happens earlier than mm. chapter one. Not to not in Gret's timeline, yeah. but in like a chronological timeline. This could actually be what causes him to think that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> yeah, like Gret's such a weird kind of like he's mm. he's temporally he's quite odd. So actually, this is the even though it happens afterwards, this is the cause, not yeah. the effect. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Okay, that's definitely that's canon. <laughs> All right. So in chapter one, what he's doing when he says, "Are you are you going to have sex with the boys?" He's thinking back to this, which will happen to him in his future. Gret Benchley, if he's capable of remembering stuff that's happened in the future, so long as it happened in the past, <laughs> happened, happened in the past, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stuff that happened in his future, as long yes. as it happened in everyone else's past. past. Yeah, yeah, okay. Canon. <laughs> he can remember stuff from the past that's in his future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's magic. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, well. It, between this chapter, this and is the last magic one, science. Yeah, yeah. Stimbeline taught, uh, taught him space, space magic, magic yeah. or whatever. It's just you didn't bother to actually write that in because that was boring. But actually, that all happened. He went to the Dagobah system. Yes. And, uh, uh, Stimbeline taught him how to lift spaceships with his brain. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that could happen. That can still happen. All that stuff gone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just because well, well, we don't describe the the lessons. Yeah. No, that's happened. Yeah. yeah. Let's just say it happened. Yeah. No, neither of us have to write it. It sounds really boring. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to have um, the guy come back from uh, the guy. Oh, Mighty Johnson. Yeah, yeah, I was going to have him come alive. And in fact, there was a, at one point I was going to have a bit where um, Stimberline and, and Gret, because Gret yeah. was going to be properly evil and everything, and <laughs> yeah. Gret was going to basically become Darth Vader to, st- <laughs> to Stimberline's emperor. <laughs> okay, excellent. And then like because um, he's already been Jabba the Hutt, yeah. so we need to work him through the other characters. Yeah. And so like again, you get another Pip Stimberline coming along, who's like Luke Skywalker. Okay. And um and and that and then um the Mighty Johnson was like Obi Wan, and like and and so it became a story about trying to defeat the evil Emperor, and like you know this was all. I mean, I never wrote any of the prose for it that, but this was this whole thing was plotting out one point. Okay. And like, you, you know, were plotting out as. Taking Star Wars. Yes. I thought, well, you know, we've been ripping everything off recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that sounds good. But then I was like, no, I can't be honest. <laughs> can't be bothered to write Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's already been done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you, Mr. Binchleaf, are the only one who can help me, Roger Boys. <laughs> Gret wasn't sure he wanted a case titled Gret Binchleaf and the Adventure of Helping Roger Boys. <laughs> Um, so what exactly is the case about? Prepare yourself, Mr. Binchleaf, for a big shocker. It's a big old shocker, I'll tell you that now. Like more shocking than coming home and finding your chair has vanished and your dog suddenly has a weird chair-shaped neck. (laughs) Go on. So, just to check, your dog's eating your chair. Yeah, yeah. But it's like in a cartoon when they eat something too big and it 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 shows in their neck. neck. Go on. I don't know why it sounds like this. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I believe that history is being rewritten. Good, said Gret after a thoughtful pause. Hopefully they'll cut out the boring bits, yeah. put more dinosaurs in. Bleeding Hamlet. I watched four hours of that shit and not a single velociraptor. No, you don't understand. This is more shocking than going to the supermarket to find it's vanished. And your dog suddenly has a weird supermarket-shaped <laughs> neck. Okay. Actual historical events are changing on a daily basis, and as soon as they do change, everybody forgets the original history. How come you remember, then? Well, I am a history teacher. My mind is far more resilient to change. Consequently, I can remember the true past for longer. But alas, even I cannot retain the memories forever, like... That's why I came to you, Mr. Binchleaf, being, as you are, a renowned history teacher yourself. Oh. 
See chapter one. <laughs> and also... Yeah, renowned. Yeah, he taught, he taught that one class in, in, while pretending to be someone else. Yeah. And now he's a renowned history renowned. teacher throughout time, yeah, a thousand told, years earlier. He's told everyone, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's pretty big signer. He probably wears a hat. No, that does sound like mm. something Gret would do. Mm. Um, uh, <laughs> probably wears a hat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you that. In fact, Cannon is sitting on a crab. And he's wearing a hat that says, I am a renowned history teacher. <laughs> mm. Yeah, okay. Being, as you are, a renowned history teacher yourself, see chapter one. And also, a world-famous detective, see absolutely no chapter. <laughs> you, you are my only hope. Please, please help me, Roger Boyce. <laughs> It's weird how this character uses his own name much more often than most others. Right? I like it, though. You know what I think, said Gret Benchleaf. No, said Roger Boyce. <laughs> nah, me neither. <laughs> Come on, let's have a shifty at the evidence, then. <laughs> First time he's used that word. <laughs> it's because he didn't like to say it very often, because he knows he'll turn northern. <laughs> let's have a shafty. Let's have a shafty at the shafty, evidence. Yeah, yeah. Shafty. <laughs> Oh, I'll give you a shafty. I'll give you two shafties. <laughs> How? <laughs> Chef Shafty. This is my friend. No, I mean either. Come on, let's have a shafty at the evidence then. <laughs> Boys threw a large leather-bound tome onto the desk. <laughs> See this? Why, just this morning, it was called Henry VIII. Now it's called Catherine the First. Sexy, said Gret. Did you check your dates when, when you when you were writing this? Did you uh, check the the dates that Henry VIII was king and see if it meant now? <laughs> Fair enough. No, he's a history teacher. It's all in the past before the 13th century. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> and see this one, continued boys. This one used to be called the joy of sex. Now it's called the joy of socks. <laughs> okay. And uh, what, what about that one? This? Oh, this is my copy of Ghostbusters. It's not a history book, and the title is exactly the same, but I can't help but feel there's something off about the story today. I mean, the women characters bust the ghosts as usual, but something is definitely different. Of course, I've tried telling the police, the Pope, the publisher, but no one believes me. I don't believe you either, said Gret. And anyway... What you're describing is magic bookiness, not rewriting history. I know when history gets rewritten, me old mucker. Trust me, I've seen it. And there's far more Hitler and a lot less books. Also, your hat is hair-shaped. It's very confusing. You can't doff your hair at people. It's weird. However, I haven't had a client since June, so I will take your case, Mr... Gret took his fountain pen and wrote down the name Peter File. So his name just changed? Uh, no, this is a rubbish joke. Oh, OK. I thought it was like history changing again and this guy's name just yeah, changed. Yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, we'll make it clear when I say, did his name just change? And you say no. That's just Gret writing down the wrong name. OK. OK. Actually, if I'm being honest, I've completely forgotten how to have an adventure. It's been bleeding ages. I'd best check my past exploits for some inspiration. Mm-hmm. I think it's mostly swearing and knockers, but <sighs> there was this one escapade involving magical books back in the early days. Gret reached into a filing cabinet and removed a copy of The Complete Adventures of Gret Benchleaf. <clears throat> now, let me see. Here, 
Hold on a minty-flavoured minute. This isn't right. All the bleeding titles have changed. So shocked was Gret Binchleaf that he swallowed the pen nib he'd been chewing on, ink and all. Gret died a little inside. It's not possible! Gret flicked through the document. No exploding milk? No having to go to the moon? What's going on? I know for a fact I had a case of crabs. Someone is rewriting history. Although, linearly speaking, my adventures haven't happened yet, so could it be? Someone is rewriting the future? No, no strike that. That's ridiculous. Let's stick with what you said. <laughs> Someone, Mr. Bumkids, is rewriting history. Gret looked at the curvaceous milf stood before him, where only moments before had been a beardy weirdy. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Bumkids? Hold on, <laughs> said Gret. Try not to get distracted by the woman's womanly wiles, or <laughs> boobs as he liked to call them, and did. <laughs> boobs! Have, have you always been a woman? It's more extreme than I feared, gasped the lady as she looked at her reflection in the mirror. I've been rewritten as a woman, with a backstory and a name and everything. Crippling, blimey. Who are you now? Um, Hodge. Miss Hodge. Annie, she said, as though the information were coming to her for the first time. Miss Hodge, Annie? <laughs> Miss Hodge, Annie to my friends. You're right there. I'm the herstory teacher at Stim Cowween High. Herstory? Stim Cow? Of course, exclaimed Binchleaf, having a rare detection. Catherine the First, female Ghostbuster. <laughs> a preference for socks over sex. <laughs> It's not just you. <laughs> I was with you up until that last one. <laughs> Women love socks. Okay. But uh, and they all hate sex. <laughs> we know that from the fact that none of them will do it with you. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's not just you. Everyone, everything is being rewritten as a woman. <laughs> You're not kidding, said Annie Hodge, gaping at the lumptious vision before her. I think you may very well be right, Ms. Binchleaf. <laughs> Gretel Binchleaf oh, tugged at the underwiring in her bra and <laughs> tossed back her hair. Yeah? Well, I'll tell you what I think, she said, her head suddenly brimming over with complicated thoughts and feelings. <laughs> yeah. I think if you're a lady detective, you have to work ten times as hard to be considered half as good as a man. I also think I work a hundred times as hard, and consequently, I'm five times fucking better. <laughs> Now, come on, Annie, let's bust open my intuition and solve this bad girl. The game, as they say, is a foot. And not just any foot, but a slender one with fucking awesome red toenails. I mean, I've, I've only been a woman for a few minutes, but isn't immediately mentioning nail polish a little bit sexist. <laughs> hey, sister, there's a crime going on out there that needs solving. But there ain't no crime in looking good solving it. <laughs> What will happen now that Gret has canonically and irrevocably been rewritten as a woman? Will a load of mentally impeded men take to the internet and send us death threats? Stop confusing my penis and anger in my head! I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't mind if they did. It'd be nice to know that someone actually listens. Because to be quite frank, it's really draining doing this week after week. If people can't be bothered to follow us on Facebook or Twitter or Tumblr or Google+, Plus, whatever the shit that is. Until next time. <laughs> that was good, wasn't it, Howard? Yes. That was a good uh, couple of chapters of Gret Binchleaf, but do you know what I wish? I wish I could have loads more chapters of Gret Binchleaf and maybe five more full books wow. right now to download. 
how can I get that? Can I get it by joining the secret gang? And depending on how much I pay, I'll get more books. But if I join for just $2, I'll get at least three. Yes. Can I do that? Yes. <laughs> Let's listen to a trailer, please. Okay. Hours and hours of exclusive Gret Binchleaf stories are available now from patreon.com forward slash man by cow. The third thing that surprised Henrietta was all the pigs growing out of the trees. <laughs> I'm not supposed to let you pass. <laughs> Why not? Because you're a person and this is a haven for tree pigs. <laughs> you start letting people into the forest of tree pigs and people start picking the tree pigs, putting them on sticks and roasting them over a fire like marshmallows, but pig shaped. <laughs> Such as Gret Binchley from The Adventure of the Glow-in-the-Dark Chickens, in which child hero Henrietta travels to the magical land of underspace and makes friends with a talking tree pig. So you wouldn't eat me then? Henrietta thought for a moment. She was frightfully hungry and the tree pig looked delicious, but she knew how important it was to be polite to everyone, even if they were a pig growing out of a tree. <laughs> no, I wouldn't eat you, lied Henrietta as she... <laughs> as she edged along the high branch towards him. From this angle, she could see that the pig really was growing out of the tree, with a stalk poking out of his head like an apple. And the classic short story, Binchleaf Bedlam, set in an alternate reality where Gret Binchleaf is a super-powered villain. In his cell, Lucas Lowry stood on the shoulders of his sturdy cellmate and tapped back, tappy-tap-tip-tip. Tip. Is it today? He waited for the reply, and lo, the reply came. Whack bang thud. <laughs> bang bang thud thud. The what's he saying, boss? Asked the brick. I suspect that he had waffles for breakfast, said Lowry. <laughs> the why, boss? Said the brick. Because the brick, he's waffling, said Lowry. Just a little joke, the brick. <laughs> bang bang bang. The what's he saying now, boss? <laughs> Asked the brick. It was proper thick like a brick. All this and much more is available for just $2 from patreon.com forward slash man by cow. I'm bored. <laughs> you don't have to go on. I'm leaving. <laughs> Thank God you're back, said Daniel. She keeps trying to put an apple up my bum. <laughs> 